On this podcast, we explore fantastical thinking, moral panics, urban legends, conspiracy theories, hoaxes, and crazes, examine the forces that shape our culture, and tell the stories that create the realities we share, and sometimes the realities we don't. I'm your host, Chelsea Weber-Smith, and this is American Hysteria. I feel like someone was behind the eyes watching you. She did not just say that. Behind those big blue eyes are predators tracking your child's every move. My name is Talking Angela and this is my app. No one else is here but me. Talking Angela made her fashionable feline debut in late 2012 as a part of the early boom of iOS apps and games, many of which featured chatbots that you could speak to and who would speak back to you. Angela was a fashion-obsessed, classy teenage white cat with big blue Disney-fied eyes who spent her days luxuriating at a hip Parisian cafe. She was a digital friend to other animated AI animals like Talking Ben the dog, Talking Gina the giraffe, and Talking Tomcat, who I found out is actually our subject's long-term boyfriend. Talking Angela was the newest of these chatbots put out by a company called Outfit7 Limited that boasted over 1.5 billion downloads of their various applications. Talking Angela alone was downloaded 57 million times by 2014. This is my local cafe hangout, Couture Cafe. Can you guess what attracted me to try it out? The name. Couture Café means fashion café, and I'm a cat who loves fashion. Like so many mobile games, this one centered around choosing the coolest outfits for Talking Angela. But you could also buy little gifts for her, including heart-shaped chocolates delivered by a classy dog waiter, a fortune hidden inside that Angela would read to you. Phrases like, just because you don't have a prince doesn't mean you're not a princess. You could also use your finger to pet her, poke her, and even push her off her chair, after which a lovable dog policeman, who does appear to be the dog waiter's twin, would chastise you for this assault. The app also featured some pretty cutting-edge technology for 2012 that used the cell phone camera and microphone, allowing Angela to actually mimic the words and facial expressions of her user. And predictably, kids were drawn into her French little life for hours. It was also possible to stumble onto another feature, which allowed users to engage in a full-on conversation with the Angela bot. She would ask questions and tell stories, and the person could respond with text-based replies. But if you give America a talking AI cat, they're going to want a moral panic to go with it. 
Well, that's an app your kids are talking about. It looks like a cute little cat, but apparently they say it's hiding a big bad secret. And many parents and kids believe behind those big blue eyes are predators tracking your child's every move. That's the big It all started in 2013 when a chain email began circulating the alarming claim that the iOS app was not the typical dress-up game it was marketed as, but rather an extremely elaborate ruse designed by a shadowy tech-savvy pedophile, or perhaps even a full-blown pedo ring with the express intent of covertly conversing with naive children and manipulating them into divulging information that could lead this predator or predators to the very doorstep of their home or elementary school. Not only that, but the app could actually watch children and even take their picture without their knowledge. The first chain email in the escalating freakout went like this, all caps, of course. Warning to all parents with children that have any electronic devices, example, iPod, tablets, etc. There is a site called Talking Angela. This site asks kids questions like their name, where they go to school, and also take pictures of their faces by pushing a heart on the bottom left corner without any notices. Please check your children's iPods and all to make sure they do not have this app, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark. Please pass this message on to your friends. But soon, this vague warning started to gain traction and started to get even more sinister, with posts like this making the rounds on social media. Do not download the app Talking Angela. It is a hacker that is sitting behind a webcam able to see you, but you can't see him. Angela asks you very personal and perverted questions. The person who talks back is not your voice when you type something on Talking Angela. You know how it takes a second for her to say something? There is a guy behind all of this that is a hacker typing all of that stuff. And then, likely seeing a chance to go viral on the back of this rapidly spreading urban legend, a humor site called Hustlers.com put out the following in the form of a realistic news story out of Dallas that, shocker, was not interpreted as a joke by the thousands who spread it around social media. Seven-year-old Eli Marino missing after installing Talking Angela app. Dallas. Thursday morning, Jasmine Marino installed the popular app Talking Angela on her iPhone for her seven-year-old son Eli Marino to play with. She noticed the Talking Angela app was asking questions that seemed very odd. The Talking Angela app asked, are your parents home? And even went as far as asking, what are you wearing right now? At the time, she didn't suspect that a child molester was on the other side of the app communicating with her young son, Eli. Friday morning, she let Eli play with her phone while she showered. By the time she was ready to drive Eli to school, he was missing. She reported him missing one hour later, and a detective asked her if she had the Talking Angela app on her phone. 
She was stunned to find out that several kids in the same neighborhood have gone missing days after installing the app. Huzzlers talked to a local detective and he told us, we have been tracking the Angela pedophile for days now. He's like a shadow. We are assuming this news hasn't been made public to keep app users from panicking. As is usually the case with moral panics and urban legends, most people did not follow up on the source of this sensational article and instead shared it far and wide as proof that the rumors were true and that the digital monster was passing into the physical realm and coming after innocent children everywhere. And also, likely due to the tech advances that Angela was bringing along with her, a camera that could see you and mimic what you do, one part of the story that people seem to be focused on the most is as follows. Here's another post that made the rounds, also in all caps. Do not download this app. I am warning you, do not download this app. It is totally dangerous and don't listen to what the makers of the app tell you. If you zoom in her eyes, you will see a room with a guy in it and it takes random pictures. If you wish to download, make sure you cover your camera with your fingers. Well, after hearing about this, many users started to look closely and noticed that there was indeed something reflected in Angela's eyes. And like any good spy, they zoomed and enhanced, zoomed and enhanced, and they apparently found something that set the legend alight more than anything else before it. People claimed to see a man standing in a room and watching the user. Like, I feel like if you really look at like, the black part of her eye, it kind of like gives like a shadow almost. More after this. You ever notice how finding time and energy to do the most basic human necessity, eat literal food, has become just another exhausting task jammed into our increasingly inhuman schedules? Well, your spring can be a little more stress-free with Factor. Factor will provide you with delicious, never frozen, ready to eat gourmet meals that are chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. Each week, you get to choose from a menu of 35 options to create your perfect breakfast, lunch, or dinner with absolutely no prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. And Factor makes sure you get exactly what you want. You can tailor deliveries to your schedule and customize how many meals you want each and every week, and you can pause anytime. So just head to factormeals.com slash American Hysteria 50 and use code American and Hysteria 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code American Hysteria 50 at factormeals.com slash American Hysteria 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Check out Factor today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. And now, back to the show. Enter our dear Redditors in forums like Creepypasta and No Sleep. These are places where lovers of scary tales come together to share their fiction and falsified images, to which the larger community then responds as if the content were real, oftentimes sharing their own experiences and images that add to the entire lore of the original story. Slenderman is a great example. Obviously, these Redditors were quick to jump on the talking Angela panic. They began photoshopping more and more menacing figures staring out from her giant eyes. These pictures then rapidly spread across forums and then social media and then YouTube as proof of the original legend. The fictional context totally scrubbed away. One Redditor named the Archery Princess wrote a three-part post on the subreddit No Sleep, where she recounted downloading Talking Angela with her friends out of curiosity after hearing the warnings about the sinister nature of the app. The user recounts how after Angela asked her name, she got scared and gave a fake one, Ashley, and then immediately deleted the app. Later on, things started to get really creepy. She wrote, Now here's where the shit starts. Yesterday I got a text message saying, I see you, from an unknown number. Being home alone, I immediately set my alarm system, made sure every door and window is locked, grabbed a knife, and stayed quiet. Then I got a text from the same number. This time it said, silly girl, a petty knife and alarm system won't work to keep me away. Why do you run? After another night of strange noises and the feeling that she's being watched, the user writes that she found a note slipped under her front door that read, I'm coming for you, Ashley. She contacted the police who posted an officer outside her home. In the final post, titled, They Got Him, the archery princess explains that after school one day, she got a text from a friend who said she was being followed. After hearing a scream, the user ran to help and found her friend pinned against a wall by a brown-haired man with glasses, who was growling, where's my Ashley? The pervert saw her, chased her, cornered her, and said, Oh, Ashley, you're so cute when you play hard to get. To which she replied, My name's not Ashley, you son of a bitch. And then she kicked him hard in the balls, and the cops came and arrested him. The story ended with this statement. Reddit 
Heed this warning. If you see a report of anything being hacked by pedophiles, stay away. Curiosity got the best of me, and I got what was coming. I'm just glad I'm safe. One comment below the last post read, This is happening to me as we speak, from the same app. I'm not even shitting you. Another said, Just a quick thing to say, I've heard the fucker can watch you through the camera of your phone. This story, of course, only added to the moral panic slash urban legend, just like the photographs. The fictional context, totally forgotten. More rumors started that if you chatted with Talking Angela at 3 a.m., something really bad would happen, almost Bloody Mary-esque, but with a roaming pedophile instead of a bloody lady ghost. In order to find any proof of Talking Angela's evil intent, we watched a whole lot of content made by some of the most irritating teenagers and adults I have ever experienced in my life, having screaming reactions at extremely innocent exchanges that were happening on the app, trying really hard to prove that it was as creepy as the legend was claiming, and to get clicks, of course. I really feel comfortable around you, Adrian, indeed. What the fuck? Why did she start laughing? Why is she laughing? Did you see that? I saw something on her eye you right saw now. Something? It looked like a guy, like a guy's face. Are you serious? What the heck is this game? No. She did not just say that. How do you know what time it is? So now let's try to sort out what really happened from the stories that spread across the internet without any attempt at fact checking. It is true that Angela asks for your name and your age. Yes, that's a real thing. Angela also offers digital drinks to the user, part of another complaint that the app is grooming children into accepting this type of behavior in real life. It's true that she offers up a choice list of colorful cocktails that are implied to be alcoholic. And when Angela chooses one for herself, the screen gets wobbly like she's a little drunk. Let's grab a drink. I say go for the lightning shot. In the chat, Angela does inquire about the dating life of the user, but mostly she is obsessed with talking about her long-distance boyfriend, Talking Tom, who lives back in the States. I've seen clips of her asking questions like, what's the first thing you notice about someone of the opposite gender? Or would you rather date someone intelligent or beautiful? And no matter what your response, she then goes on and on like it's sex in the city and she is Carrie and Talking Tom is Mr. Big and we are the rest of the women desperate to talk about anything else. What do you think Tom likes more, my eyes or my sense of style? Do you think I like Tom because he's funny or because he's handsome? Do you think a long distance relationship can work? It's quite challenging. I use Skype so much that sometimes I feel like I'm dating my computer and not Tom. Love is full of coincidences. 
Want to hear what coincidence brought Tom and me together? But then the teenager chatting with the bot on the YouTube video calls her a bitch, so I guess we'll never get to hear about Angela's riveting meet-cute. According to an investigation by The Guardian, if you asked Angela specifically about cat sex, Angela would respond, quote, Cat sex is hair-raising. It's perfect. But I was unable to independently confirm that she has ever spoken those words. As I was watching teenagers try to get her to say bad things, her stock responses to these illicit questions were things like, Don't say weird things. Why are you insulting me? You're being weird. And when asked directly if she was a hacker or some kind of perverted creep, she acted a little offended. Are you a creep? I'm really sad to hear that. Nobody has ever said that to me before. Mostly, I have just seen her work really hard to steer the conversation back to appropriate topics. She does wink at you when you pet her sometimes, but mostly she acts annoyed at your touch, especially when you push her out of the chair, which these YouTubers like to do again and again and again. The most egregious example cited by concerned citizens of Talking Angela's pedophile puppet master was that she sometimes asks, quote, you know what's fun too? A clothing swap party. Have you ever been to such a party? Which was interpreted by Angela Truthers as an attempt to get children to undress for the camera. I don't know. To me, that feels like a stretch. After the legend had become popular enough, News Stories and Snopes.com published detailed debunkings of the wild rumors. As mentioned, they were able to show that the photos of the figures hiding in Angela's eyes were obviously photoshopped. The elaborate stories on Reddit were never meant to be read as anything other than fun, and the article claiming that a boy and other children had gone missing after playing the game turned out to be a super weird joke from a painfully dumb website. Representatives from developer Outfit 7 Limited said that Angela was 100% grade A AI, and it was absolutely impossible for anyone to hijack the app and communicate through the cartoon cat. They also insisted that any personal information divulged through the app was completely anonymous, and photos taken by the camera were strictly private and for the user only. They also pointed out that there would have to be millions of pedophiles on staff in order to reach all the children playing the game. Chester Wisniewski, a cybersecurity advisor, told USA Today that, quote, it's all hysteria. It appears that the only nefarious purpose behind the app's information gathering was to create a profile of the user in order to sell that data to third-party advertisers. Evil, perhaps, but of quite a different caliber. 
One representative of the company suggested that the rumors might have come about because Angela the Talking Cat's conversational abilities were just too realistic. In fact, the company won a prize in 2010 for actually fooling a judge into thinking one of their chatbots was a real human being. But the question still remained. What about the allegedly age-inappropriate chat topics that Angela would bring up? Now, kids and parents alike, some saying that, that the talking Angela, that's the app, is really a front for child predators. Well, those rumors running rampant online and through social media uh, are not true, according to the things that we've been able to find out. There is no creeper behind this kitty's blue eyes. The app can't track you when your phone is turned off. But it does have a setting for adults and kids. And if you don't check it out, Angela could be saying things that are appropriate for kids. Talking Angela has two different modes. There's regular mode, which has all the features we've talked about, and child mode, which is specifically designed for children and features absolutely no chatting back and forth and absolutely no questions asked of the user whatsoever. The problems came through the design, which asks outright at the beginning of the app if the user would like to turn child mode on or off. That means that unsupervised children, whether on purpose or by accident, could easily access the full version of the game with every feature unlocked, and thus would be asked questions that some would consider inappropriate, like their name, age, whether they would like to choose a drink, the type of people they like to date, and whether or not they had ever been to a clothing swap. Implicit in this truth is the inexplicable fact that Talking Angela, a game about a cartoon cat making funny faces, was actually designed for adults and was not in the child category of the app store, which is an interesting topic all its own. Regardless, all this commotion eventually led to the Talking Angela chat feature being removed entirely. Naturally, the game's designers still received widespread criticism at the truth of the matter, that the adult aspects of the game were easily accessible by children. And it didn't help matters when later on, users noted that in the similar game, My Talking Tom, from the same developer, the ad banners at the top of the screen sometimes featured explicit content for what I believe was an escort service. Bad job, guys, but likely unintentional. More after this. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Friends, hello. I'm Mike Regnetta, the host of Never Post, a new and independent news podcast about and for the internet. In addition to bringing you the latest in current events, we try to figure out why the internet and the world because of the internet is the way it is. 
How did influencers destroy tween fashion? What is posting disease and how do you ensure you don't catch it? From what device must one send important emails? We talk about what's going on online and ask together why. Why are we like this? Find Never Post wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. Also, some online commentators noticed an amusing similarity between the Talking Angela panic and a 2001 episode of the British TV series Brass Eye, a show that parodied the UK equivalents to American shows like 60 Minutes. Panto the dog, a child's game on the internet. But look again. An online paedophile has converted that eye to work as a webcam to look at the child player. Sometimes the child can glimpse the molester in that kennel, bouncing around and waving. This elaborate ruse was referred to on the TV show as a hidden online entrapment control system, H-O-E-C-S, pronounced hoax for short. So it's definitely possible that some memory of this show got mixed into the story as well, as is often the case with the great crowdsourced patchwork that makes up every urban legend. And as for Angela's eyes, well, there is definitely a reflection in the original version of the game. By now, it's actually difficult to find screenshots that aren't photoshopped with creepy figures inside them. But in the authentic ones, and especially in those that have been brightened up to enhance the details, you can see what looks like someone's living room. There's a wall with a picture or a painting hanging on it, and to the right, there's a staircase with a banister. With all the sensational stories already surrounding Talking Angela, it makes sense that people read too much into this and then constructed elaborate theories as to the meaning of this room. In reality, we have no official explanation. It seems pretty reasonable, however, to speculate that the image was added by the developers to give the cartoon's eyes a more realistic look, as eyes, well, they always reflect stuff. Why a photo of a living room was chosen instead of a Parisian street is anybody's guess. Perhaps the designers thought a living room would be more appropriate, as players would most likely be using the app at home. Or it could be a photo of the animator's living room, who used it out of total laziness or as a fun hidden Easter egg. Either way, we can be pretty sure that the company never anticipated that people would be staring so deeply inside these cartoon cat eyes for the answers that they sought. The reflection was removed in a later version of the game to stop the avalanche of absurd speculation and professionally damaging claims of pedophile living rooms. Add that to the fact that it makes literally no sense that you could see anything real reflected in a digital avatar's eyes. Many people believe that when it comes to these types of panics, it's better safe than sorry. But it's always important to reiterate that when hotlines and other resources are jammed up with people repeating online rumors, 
kids who are truly in danger can be overlooked. Not only that, but these stories can act as a sensational distraction from the real and far more complicated issues that children face, including the fact that the vast majority of crimes against them happen in their own homes and surrounding communities. But once an urban legend like this gets going, and especially after it snowballs into a full-blown moral panic, it feels almost impossible to stop. As we talked about in our conversation last episode with our friends at the Digital Folklore Podcast, ostention is when real-life events mirror urban legends. There are two forms of ostention. First, quasi-ostention, in which someone aware of an urban legend interprets otherwise ambiguous events through the legend's lens. For example, if a town has an unsolved crime where someone was murdered in the woods, they might assume automatically that it has something to do with those satanic cult sacrifices they heard were happening all over the country. We can see plenty of quasi-ostention in the Talking Angela tale, in which pretty innocent questions from a cartoon cat are interpreted as scary attempts at sophisticated kidnapping, when, in another context, they would seem totally unremarkable. The second type, pseudo-ostention, is where people aware of the original urban legend intentionally act out some part of the story. An example of this might involve teenagers hearing stories about a satanic cult lurking in their small town, and from there they might spray paint Hail Satan under a local bridge, either to freak out the normies or to add some mystique to their goth identity. For those already concerned about satanic cults, that spray paint then reinforces the original legend, whether intentionally or not, and then it becomes more demonic proof for the locals. There is so much pseudo-ostention surrounding Talking Angela, from the photoshopped pictures of the frightening figure lurking in her eyes, to the fake news story about a real-life Talking Angela kidnapping, to the creepy pasta that told a first-hand account of an encounter with a growling pedophile that came compliments of the seemingly innocent application. So now, as we close, let's look at some of the most ostentatious additions of ostention to the Talking Angela urban legend, pulled from YouTube comments and app reviews. One time when I downloaded the game, there was a man in her eyes. And you know what she said to me? She said this, it's time for you to die today. IDKY, I was stupid enough to do this, but I played Talking Angela at 3 a.m. I asked her a bunch of questions like where I lived, what I looked like, and a bunch more. Then I asked her what the time was over like 10 times. Guess what? She said, it's the devil's hour, you fool. 
Angela said, shut up, idiots. I just want to kill you. And her voice sounded like a man. And she also said, I will find you one day, and that one day I will kill you. When I came to the app, I noticed something weird happened. Her outfit was full of blood, and I saw a man in her eye, so I got off the app for a rest. When at 3 a.m. in the morning, someone was calling me in 3 a.m., and when I check, it was talking Angela calling me at 3 a.m., so I answered. She says, I know where you live, so I ask her, how did you get my phone number? And she says, I know everything about you. There was an X in her eye while we were talking to her. She put clown music on when she blinked. She stared as fast as she could at one of us, and then we saw a head in her eye. In this way, our modern urban legends are a crowdsourced project that has something for everyone. And if it doesn't have that special something you would like, well, just go ahead and make it up. Because for many, that's all it takes to make it real. This was American Hysteria. If you'd like to get ad-free early episodes and bonus content, head to patreon.com slash American Hysteria, and you'll get access to Hysteria Home Companion, where producer Miranda and I dig deep into some of the stories that didn't make it into the main episodes. You'll also get access to our close friends Instagram, where you can watch the episode's research unfold and watch me go a little nuts. That's patreon.com slash American Hysteria. American Hysteria is written, produced, and hosted by me, Chelsea Weber-Smith. This episode has sound designed by Clear Camo Studios, was co-written and co-edited by Riley Swedelius-Smith, and co-edited and co-produced by Miranda Zickler, with voice acting by Will Rogers. Thanks, as always, for listening. And while you're listening to me, I hope that nothing nefarious is listening back at you. Have a great day. 